0: Hello, 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 and welcome to the next episode of the Shane Walsh Podcast. I'm really, really hoping that I can get this episode recorded before the next podcast that I have in 35 minutes. I will do my absolute best. But I have a podcast interview in about 35 minutes. I'm really hoping that I'd really start to cut the shit and just get straight to the point. But this is an episode that was asked for based off a few questions that kind of came into the Female Fat Loss Program. And it came up because... A couple of friends have joined the group together for that support and accountability piece together but also the support and accountability piece that's with me and the two of them are on very different heights and one is kind of shorter than the the average In the average for a woman is about five foot five five foot six and one was taller than that and then the one was shorter than that and they felt that well why are they on the same calories if they're very different so The one thing that I want to talk about today is, is female fat loss or is fat loss harder as a smaller woman? And I would say it can be, but it can be for different reasons and it doesn't have to be at all times. So is it possible? 100%. Is it a little bit harder at times? It can be, yes. So you need to look at things and like suggestions that people have made, which is you shouldn't be eating 1,200 calories or under 1,500 or under 1,600 calories. They're all well and good if that puts you into your deficit and it's creating fat loss. So the big thing that you need to realize is it comes down to your total energy balance. And then anyone that says anything outside of this is an absolute twat. I'm sorry, but that's genuinely it. So energy balance means is if you eat less than your body needs, you will lose weight and lose body fat if you over a consistent amount of time if you eat more than your body needs over a consistent amount of time you will gain fat there's no other discussion so if you spend less you will have more money okay that's essentially what it is but if you're struggling to lose weight it's not an adherence problem or it can be an adherence problem also a fact but if you're saying that you're eating 1200 calories and you're not losing weight you're not in a deficit and you're probably not being adherent there's a fine line between saying that 1200 calories or under 1600 calories is a recommendation for someone who is smaller. I'm not saying that's what it is. What I'm saying is I've heard some people saying that that's what they need, but it's finding out what works for you. It all depends on your age. It all depends on your, your weight and your starting weight. It also depends on your activity levels and what you're eating currently and your, as in your total amount of calories. There are certain cases where it can be a little bit more difficult to lose weight with the likes of PCOS, depending on the severity. Thyroid issues, if you've got an underactive thyroid, hypothyroidism, which means that your thyroid isn't working at full capacity, which means it can make it harder to lose weight. But once you get your medications up to a certain level and to the right level, by getting regular check-ins with your doctor, your medication should be okay and you'll still be at a level playing field. Then there's other elements of perimenopause when your oestrogen can throw you into whack and your hunger hormones can go up, your sleep hormones can go all over the place and hunger hormones can increase. But the big thing that I would say is no one should be in a rush to be dropping calories to poverty calories. It doesn't end very well. So when I'm talking to clients and sometimes what you see is that I would give them decent sized calories. So generally when I'm talking to Someone I normally give a range of calories, so generally it could be a range of 1800 to 2000 calories, or it could be a range of 1600 to 1800 calories, depending on if they're counting calories one, and two, what weight they're starting off at. I tend not to go lower than that at a personal choice, but also if there's a massive adherence problem, why would I give them any lower calories? But then you get that argument back of these calories are too high, it's like, no, they're not too high. You're saying you're on 1,200 calories, but you have an adherence issue, so you're not able to stick to your 1,200 calories, so you're probably eating a hell of a lot more than that 1,200 calories. So what I'm trying to get you to do is eat more calories consistently. The weight loss will be more consistent over time, and that thus far will get you to your result. What too many people try to do is when they get my fitness path, first of all, is enter in a two pound of weight loss a week goal. They can't stick to that. They beat themselves up, and they think that it's the 1,200 calories, and they're eating 1,200 calories, and not losing weight that's not the case that's not a play at all you shouldn't be in a rush to drop your calories it doesn't work it increases your overeating over time and then you blame yourself for not being able to stick to it your self-worth drops you blame yourself and give up and then the frustration increases and so does and so do you get frustrated and you tend to get frustrated even further and you tend to overeat even further so you're further away from your goal so think of it like money. Your, your, jo- your whole thing is not to survive on as little money as possible. You want to have as much money as possible in order to be able to live the life you want. Calories are the exact same. So we need to, when that whole mindset around those calories kind of comes into it is, you need to work on your mindset. It's all well and good in getting calories from someone and saying, go off offy trot. But if your mindset's never being worked on, if you are never increasing your adherence, And therefore you're never going to get results. You need to look at what's driving it. Is it perfection? Is it all or nothing? Is it binge eating? Is it overeating? Is stress eating? Is emotional eating? Are you understanding why you do things? Like what people can what can happen with people is oh that I had a few jellies or I had a few biscuits that night I've undone everything. It's like you've done done nothing. You've undone nothing. Like if you got a flat tire in your car, do you puncture the rest of them? No, because we use perspective, we use logic. But when it comes to food, all rationale goes out the window. It's kind of like, well, one salad is not going to make you lose fat. So a biscuit here or there or a jelly here or there is not going to make you gain fat. And I'm yet to to see someone that can prove that theory to me that they have. But that's that all or nothing. That all or nothing is, well, I'm, I'm very, very happy with all the money, but I'm also very, very happy with no money. And that's where people are at. But we want all the money. But we have to be somewhere in the middle. And it's, as long as it's your total calories over time and working towards a weekly calorie average, you will be fine. But if perfection is at play, this will need to be worked on. This is where accountability, this is where working with someone that actually gives a shit like me will help you to navigate this. But unless you address your mindset, nothing's ever going to happen. So think of it this way. I would rather have I'd rather have a client have 52 imperfect weeks rather than having six to eight weeks of perfection because they're going to learn more through imperfection than they're going to learn more out of perfection. Perfection doesn't teach shit. It doesn't teach anything at all. So what we need to look at is the main driver behind weight loss and fat loss is total amount of calories. And that's just science. That's... It, your metabolism metabolism isn't broken. If your metabolism was broken, you'd be dead. So it's not that. So the big thing you need to realize is, maybe you're listening to this and kind of maybe being a smaller woman is, it's not the height that makes it harder in order to lose weight or lose fat, should I say. So weight loss is what it says in the scales. Fat loss is what your body composition, uh, your measurements So fat loss is a much better indicator. Weight loss, the scales will go up and down whether you want to like that or not, that's up to you. But it's also lack of education, lack of understanding of why that scales will go up and down. But we need to take it into account that fat loss is the best indicator. So if you're only going off the scales, you're gonna end in disappointment. If you don't take into account your measurements, you don't take into account how you're feeling in your clothes, are are your clothes feeling looser on you? or you don't take progress pictures, you are going to end up in probably disappointment and end up in frustration because you're relying on a piece of plastic. So the height and the calories calculator, and the calculations that I base things off are based off your weight, your activity levels. Okay, doesn't come into height. Height isn't what makes it harder, it's the smaller body size. And that can be linked to BMI, which is when you go to the doctor and you get checked in saying, right, if I, and you'll need to weigh less than someone that's maybe taller. So what I would say is if someone is maybe four foot 11 or five foot two and they're 60 kg and then you've got someone who's maybe five foot eight and maybe is 70 kg, it's nothing to do with your height. It's more to do with your actual uh, body mass It's also looking at because you weigh more, you'll need more food to survive. Okay, so your BMR will also be lower. So your basal metabolic rate will be lower because your total mass is less. There's less of you. If there's more of you, you will need more calories and you'll burn more calories just through getting through life. And then you look at, well, this impacts your expenditure because you may not be able to burn as many calories compared to someone who's maybe a little bit heavier. Comparing those those two examples again. So our basal, beta- beta- BMO or our basal metabolic rate is literally the calories that we need just to exist, to live. And then what we tend to do then is we tend to reduce a, a small figure of calories to reduce that in order to get you into your deficit. Most people will try to go really, really fast on weight loss. There are studies saying that fast rates of weight loss at the beginning can get... Client buy-in, and there are t- client times I do that with clients, and then there's also times with clients that they need to start believing in themselves, and they start to try to get a little bit more structure. Without structure, there's chaos. With the, um, with chaos, you tend to beat yourself up. But the basal me- the the basal metabolic rate looks at the metabolic calories that you need to live. It it takes into account your NEAT, which is your non-exercise activity thermogenesis, which is the and this is really really underrated which takes into the calories that you use when you're doing non-exercise things like walking it also takes into account your exercise but also takes into account your thermic effect of food which is you actually burn more calories you burn calories through digesting food and the number one food that kind of burns the most amount of calories as we are eating or digesting it takes more energy is your protein and that's why when we're talking about fat loss we want to try and keep fuller fat loss is harder enough without trying to starve ourselves most people try to starve themselves and wonder why they can't stick with it because our brain goes into meltdown mode it's like i we're in starvation zone in our heads starvation mode is not a thing so we go into starvation freak out mode in our brains and our brains like well i can't have this so i want this more it's like the big red button but if you look at the calorie content estimations as well that are put onto apps. There's no way those apps that are tailored to you. So when you enter in two pounds of weight loss into my fitness pal or whatever it may be, that's not tailored to you. You've asked for two pounds of weight loss a week. It's maybe not the recommendation, but those silly targets are setting you up for a fail straight away. And no wonder you can't stick with it. There are times where, say, if someone's going on a holiday and they want to go a little bit more aggressive with their diet, they can But if you're trying to keep it off and keep it off for good, There will be times where you can push harder, and there'll be times where you need to ease off that a little bit more. So one of the examples, and I was talking about this a second ago, there was an example of a client who was 60 kg and they were five foot tall. And the average height is around five foot five, five foot six, as I said. And their friend was at about, I think, 75 kg, and they were five foot eight, I think it was. So their activity they they were doing the same training sessions they were training three times a week they were getting in and around kind of like eight to ten thousand steps but i wouldn't be worried about that they couldn't lose weight at around like around 1600 calories or so given that range based off those activity levels but if someone is maybe that height and not getting as much activity that they're getting in but then they may need to eat less than those amount of calories. So it has to meet the person where they're at. If you're someone who's completely sedentary or unable to walk for whatever reason or you've had an injury or whatever it may be, then you maybe you have to eat a little bit less calories than the recommendations that I've just said of 16 to 1800, if that is the recommendation that I'm giving, which isn't tailored to anyone. But mass and body mass indicates things and dictates things, not your actual height. Okay? A massive fact that people don't really take into account is when it comes to weight loss. And they're in very quick to like, if a week and they haven't gone down enough, or they think that they've only lost one pound in a week compared to what they thought they were gonna lose, things that can be directing is, like are you actually being really, really impatient? Are you expecting to lose weight every single week, the scales to go down every single week? Well, that's not going to happen. I have seen clients go up in weight, but measurements go down. The only way you will be in a deficit the only way that you will lose measurements which is your fat loss and, fat and your measurements is that you are in a deficit if you're saying that you're on 1200 calories and weight or measurements don't go down for two weeks and you've been 80 percent adherence or more that means you're not in a deficit you're either misreporting your calories and your adherence is way off you're bringing perfection to it that and you think you're counting everything or you're leaving things out or you're not counting correctly or labels are misrepresented or you're not counting the few drinks that you had you're reporting after the case rather than as you eat because humans are awful at recall and recalling what they actually eat you could say that weekends and you're not counting on them you just enter these generic numbers of two and a half thousand calories or three thousand calories because that's easier I'll round things up, but it's probably more or sometimes it's even less. There's inaccuracies with counting. like There's a 20% margin of error with labels and packs of foods, but then there's also human error on top of things as well. Then there's also an element of quitting. People are very good at quitting when they don't get what they want. They think that if they don't get two pounds of weight loss every single week, they have failed. No, you haven't. You failed by quitting. So if you imagine every time the scales went up, and you quit imagine where you'd be if you actually understood and talk in right have i been adherent no okay let me how can i get my increase my adherence i might increase my calories that a little bit and that might me might reduce me from overeating might reduce me from stress eating and you also may have unrealistic expectations of yourself like one meal is not going to make jack shit of a difference two meals is not going to make jack shit of a difference think of your weekly calorie average but most people will set themselves up on so low calories that they can't even incorporate a night out or a meal out. They're in a very big rush to lose weight without having proper foundations in place. The scales will go up at times, your menstrual cycle, water, stress, digestion, not going to the bathroom, perimenopause, all these kind of different things, but your measurements can still go down at different stages. So total calories is a massive, massive factor, and maybe you haven't taken it into account. So the other thing that you need to look at is, are you comparing what you are eating to others? That you may be thinking, right, I can only eat half a cookie compared to Mary down the road who's eating a full cookie and gets to eat what they want. They can get to eat everything. And I hear this an awful lot. But you're comparing yourself to someone that has very different needs to you. You've got very, very different needs to everyone. I've got very different needs to someone who might be heavier than me. They're going to need more energy to to make their body do the basic tasks. That person could be bigger. They could also be lying. So if you say, if you're looking at social media and what you see, what I, eat, what I eat in a day post and you see a big picture of someone's arse beforehand, they're not helpful. Minus the arse, they're helpful with the arse They're not helpful and they could be lying. They could be showing a highlight reel and you may not see what they are eating outside of that cookie or biscuits or snacks or they may just reduce their calories so much that day or they may have massive increases in expenditure or training or walking and getting massive steps. They're not giving you the full context behind it. So it's not a fair thing to say, oh, if I eat like this person, I will look like that. That's not how it works. That's like saying, well, if I if I save this amount, I'm going to be this. Per- I'm going to have the same bank balance as this person in a while. It's like, no, 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 no. Your salary will be dictated by that. You have different habits, different needs. You may have kids, someone may not have kids. You may have insurance, you may not have insurance. You may have loads of different expenses that are kind of coming out. So comparing yourself to where uh, to someone else, maybe in a bigger body, is not really going to help you to where you want to go. So they could be lying. It also doesn't show you what they're doing on average. It might be just a highlight in a day. Sometimes it can be a little bit of FOMO when kind of out on nights out. So FOMO means fear of missing out if anyone isn't familiar with my D4 terms or what the kids say, but that's what it means. So it can be weighing up the pros and cons of certain meals. Like if you're someone who is in a smaller body and is trying to lose weight, you're not going to need as many calories as someone else, okay? So you may need to say, right, rather than going out twice every weekend for drinks and having three brunches out with mates and kind of weighing it up to yourself, right? If I have brunch here and go for one night out instead and weighing up the pros and cons of that and saying, right, this might help me to navigate things. Because if you go out every weekend and three or four meals every single weekend, or a week that means you have to cut back so hard on the rest of the food just to get to kind of within your calorie range so it can make it harder and there is that element of kind of weighing up the pros and cons of right do you really want to impact on your social life it's important to live by your values and understanding that it's very very important to kind of say to yourself is this what i want but also am i prepared to give this up am I going to make things awkward? Am I going to, is it okay? Maybe I'll just get a starter or maybe I'll just get a main rather than a starter and dessert or maybe I'll just have like, right, I'll go for three drinks rather than the seven or eight and weighing things up that way so you can make alternatives and working towards that weekly calorie average. Okay. You need to look at it from a point of view of it's 100% down to your total calories like you need to accept that it is the science you can't change that no one's above this no one's different at all the other thing is that your hunger levels might be a factor as well like we are programmed to eat more than we actually need so when people start to get like oh i've overeaten it's kind of like or oh, their portion size and they're kind of stressing about their portion size we're programmed to eat more than our body needs where we've had we've got a food abundance and an obesogenic environment at the minute where we've got loads and loads of foods available to us and our brains cannot process the amount of food that's available to us like if I look when I was a kid I feel like an old man back in my day back in my day there wasn't as many food choices or processed food environments and foods that were out there or higher calorie options that are out there I'm not saying they're they're positive or negative what i'm saying there's a lot more of them so it can be harder to make smarter choices towards your goal is it possible yes but there is this biological physiological and psychological element to it that because we haven't had this amount of food in our lives beforehand that our brain kind of kicks in and says oh i'm actually going to get this now or when we go into and when we're tired or fatigued we need to get that food into us but you can learn how to eat intuitively and there will be times you overeat. That's an arrogance piece and a perfection piece when you say you won't overeat. There will be times you overeat. There will be times you undereat. There will be times you stress eat. And there will be times you emotionally eat. And that's something you need to accept. Perimenopause can actually make it harder as well because your estrogen is and your hormones are a little bit left, right and center and off-kilt. And that can have an impact on things as well with your sleep, your food choices, all these kind of different things. But we need to look at it from a point of view of, we need to look at it from a point of view as if, that your daily expenditure as a smaller person is going to be less than someone who might be taller as well. Someone who's 80 kg will burn more calories than someone who's 60 kg. That's a fact. Also, if that person's steps are down, they're not going to burn as many calories either. TEF, or thermic of food, can be higher as well. It's not that if, and termic effect of food means we burn calories through digesting of food, but that doesn't mean that if we eat more food, we're gonna burn more calories. No, 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 it just means that you're gonna consume more calories. And that's why we talk about that element of having that little bit more protein and making sure that we're getting three portions of protein a day if you're not counting calories. If you're aiming for a calorie target or a protein target, should I say, anywhere between 1.2 grams per kg of body weight to 1.5 grams per kg of body weight is a solid place to start. But if your total expenditure is down for whatever reason and you're in a smaller body, you're not gonna need as many calories. So it's going to limit your amount of calories that you are able to eat over time. But if your adherence is decent at those levels with those lower calories, they're fine. But don't try to start on very limited poverty calories. That shouldn't be the goal. But you need to remember the equation is totally built not on height, but total body mass. Okay? You need to also look at your environment as well. Is it set up for success? Are there certain foods in the house? Are are you going out all the time? Are you making some sort of effort towards setting a structure or getting a food shop in or meal prepping are you working towards your portion size and learning on that have you got easy higher palatable foods everywhere around you all at all times you'll need to be a little bit aware of this and you'll need to have this little bit of kind of like well is it worth it do i really want this and if you want it, own it but you need to own it that's the massive factor so some practical tips for you one, you need to own and accept that if you are in a smaller body, it can be a little bit more difficult. There's no point in saying, poor me. Just like, there's just no point. It's not going to suit you. It's not going to work for you. It's not going to address anything for you at all. But you need to accept it. The sooner you do, the sooner you'll get over it. But like, there's no point in me comparing myself at 5'11 to someone who's 6'3 or 6'4 and the calories the needs. There's just like they get to eat that a little bit more and they don't put on fat. That's fine. But I don't also don't know what they're doing on a daily basis, nor does it matter. But I also don't know what they're eating. I don't know what their energy expenditure is like. I don't want their streets, their habits. All these kind of things are happening. So you need to accept that. The second one is protein and food choices. You need to make sure you're getting protein with most meals. Emphasis on that word. Most. If you're getting decent portions of protein, you will be fuller throughout the day. You need to look at an 80-20 approach. You need to be a little bit more, maybe mindful than someone who isn't smaller. You might have to weigh things up and say, right, I'm going to have 80% wholesome foods and maybe have one or two meals out in a weekend or go out once every month or every two weeks rather than once every week for drinks with my mates and weigh things up and weigh what you're going to do there. Number four is, for body composition, weights will improve your body composition because it's down to your total mass. And if you're stronger and have more muscle, some research is changing on this that it might be that you need to have more calories the more muscle you have. The research is changing on this, but that's where it's kind of at. You need to stop comparing yourself to someone who's taller and saying that they're getting away with it because that's just full-on victim mode. You need to look at your your pros and cons and weighing things up. Like right, if I have this kind of cookie now, well, then I just reduce my dinner later on. I'm not saying don't. I'm not saying starve yourself. I'm saying you may need to balance that out across the week rather than doing so. If you're out for a meal, and you're maybe you're you're on that kind of you're trying to lose weight for whatever reason, and making sure it's the right reason can be a factor as well. Is if you're trying to lose fat, should they say and and and, and feel how you want is you need to weigh up that say if your target say 16 to 1800 calories for yourself and someone else is to 18 to 2000 you may need to kind of maybe say right i'm going to reduce this snack or only have a starter and a main rather than dessert and drinks but if you do have all of them you need to maybe reduce a snack throughout the week each day and that will weigh up the and balance out realize that it can take time this, the other one is, and this the seventh point is, or the eighth sorry, eighth point is, you need to bring in non-scale victories like your measurements. Fat loss will be looked at through your measurements, how you fit into clothes, body composition. Your weight won't go down every week. That's just fact. But it, your measurements can go down. And if your measurements are going down, you're in a decent place. And then the ninth one is, are you being adherent? So rather than saying, I'm going to have 1,200 calories because I'm a small person or a smaller person, why not set yourself up and say, I'm going to go over sixteen to 1,800 calories and see if my measurements or weight goes down. If the weight or measurements haven't gone down for two weeks and you've been 80% adherence, maybe reaching out to someone and getting a coach, kind of saying to yourself, well, if I send pictures of my food there, they might be able to visualize it there for myself. Or it might be a case that you need to over-report to so say you're entering something in as 300 calories, maybe you multiply it by 1.2 because of 20% margin of error. And that might be that you're under and take that human error and labeling error out of it as well. So before you start freaking out and worrying about what other people are doing, all that kind of stuff, you need to ask yourself, don't give myself poverty calories. Am I being adherent in the first place? Own your decisions, accept it, that you might be smaller accept that you it might take you a little bit longer but accept that it is also possible if you are in this position that I have spoken about and you're a smaller woman or person drop me a dm drop me a message if you want to go for coaching let me know because the team is going to be expanding in the next little while so and there's a two massive pieces of news that are kind of coming out in the next kind of week or so so I want to share those as well so if you're interested in working with me, last couple of spots probably now before for a very long time with myself individually are available. If you are in that position, you want to work with this, pop a DM, click on the link in the show notes and we can book in a free call for yourself. So hopefully you've enjoyed this episode. As always, if you've enjoyed this, please tag, review as much as you can, review the podcast up on Spotify and iTunes and I hope you've enjoyed the episode.